Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast featuring me this week. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the middle brother. Yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. Take great pride in that. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. And by the older brother. That's right. Trey Newman. All right. So this is our mailbag episode. Thanks to everyone who sent in questions on Twitter at CFB Bros and on Instagram at College Football Bros. Uh, but before that, we have some five-star reviews, as always, to get to. What do we have, Ryan? All right. Let's start us off with uh, BKL5432 says, uh, enjoyable listen. I came back to leave a five-star review, uh, not really, not realizing I already did over a year ago. Uh, this podcast has become my go-to in season for, for game previews, and the consistent year-round content helps me get through uh, the long off-season. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. And then Alex8804 says, a very relaxed and fun podcast that I believe is the best college football podcast. The best. Wow. I like it. I like it. Thanks a lot for That's those reviews. Strong word, but thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, before also we get to this this mailbag, we have a request for the listeners. So this weekend we're going to be recording a college football Shark Tank episode, uh, but we need your help. So we need you to call our voicemail line and pitch us on one idea you have to improve college football. So it really could be anything. It could be ridiculous. It could be serious. Maybe a new format for the playoff. Yeah, a change to the replay system, bringing back an old rivalry. Get creative with it, whatever. Uh, the voicemail line is 260-CFB-BROS. And so in the voicemail, address us as the Sharks, of course. And then uh, introduce yourself and make your pitch. All right. That should be fun. I like that idea. Yeah. And then we're, we're going to say whether we'll invest in your idea or not. So I got, I'm broke, so I'm going to have to pass all right well we'll just kind of like emotionally invest how about that (laughs) (laughs) um so like i said yeah we're recording that over the weekend please get those voicemails in uh before the weekend we'd really appreciate it yep all right so now let's get to the mailbag uh we have some college football related questions and then a lot of off-topic questions as well so we'll start out with the college football questions and the first one wow this is kind of rude of us the first one is from us at cfb bros wow um so betonline.ag came out with a bunch of early point spreads for the 2019 season which spread looked most off to you i had a couple um okay they one one was clemson minus 15 against texas a&m uh I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of hype with A&M, but again, their brutal, brutal schedule might keep them down. But but 15 just seemed like a lot, especially with Clemson having a rebuilt defensive line. Um, they're they're obviously superior to, to A&M, but uh, 15 is a lot early in the season. That line actually opened up even more, I think. I want to say that one was like 20 when it opened yeah, up. It said to, I, yeah, it's 21, I think. Oh, yeah. 21? But yeah, it has it's way moved. too high. Yeah, I well, see there you go. I mean I mean I looked at it recently and see it at fifteen. But uh and then the other two are just kind of a it's just a the ones that I looked at were involving Texas. Did do you guys did you guys pick anyone involving Texas? I don't want to steal your thunder. I didn't, but I that was one of my notes was how low the market was on Texas. 
Yeah, so I have there was one that had West Virginia minus three and a half against Texas, which is it's in Morgantown. And then the other one was TCU minus two versus Texas, and that one is at TCU. But I know Texas lost a lot from last year, but they're gonna be very hyped, of course, and, and somewhat warranted with the way that the recruiting has been. But I'm really surprised, especially like West Virginia, they lose Will Greer, Dana Holgerson, and yeah. yet they're still they're basically saying on a neutral field, they're about even, which yeah. is surprising to me. That was very surprising. I know, I don't know if, we, I think we've discussed this on the podcast. I think all of us are going to be lower on Texas than the polls, probably. Like a lot of these two early top 25s are putting Texas top five, top 10. I'm not going to have them up there, but I was surprised at how, how low the, yeah, the betting market was, was on them. Yeah, so am I, Mike. I thought uh, the betting market would be a lot more on Texas than they are. Um, but for my game, this early season spread, I'm I'm going to go, sorry, Mike, to do this, but Oregon against USC. Ooh, USC's I almost a, took that one. <laughs> yeah, it's USC is a one-point favorite right now, and I'm just not seeing it. Oregon with Justin Herbert coming back, they should have a pretty darn good team. And you know how I feel about the Trojans right now, so... I don't. I don't think USC should be favored against the Ducks. I would agree with that one. I I actually am fading USC as well. My my line I picked was uh, Washington minus seven and a half at home against the Trojans. It it's just Chris Peterson up against Clay Helton. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know last time um, USC went up to to UW, they did win, but I give most of that credit to Sam Darnold. So yeah. I just trust Chris Peterson to have Washington as a much better team this year than than USC. And another thing is I think it's just kind of a bad spot for SC. So they're USC's first four games in consecutive weeks, Fresno State, Stanford, at BYU, who I think should be pretty good this year, and then Utah. And then, you know, week five is when they go up to to Seattle. So that's a brutal slate. And that is rough. Yeah, USC could be definitely be two and two. That that very easily is probably maybe the favorite to happen. Uh, but they could even be one and three if if things go you know don't bounce their way. So yeah, I don't I don't like that spot. No, not at all. You know, I was looking at some early season schedules. Just to, I don't know, I was kind of a little bored today. But I was looking <laughs> at BYU schedule. Their their schedule is tough this year. Is it the beginning of their schedule? I mean, they got Utah at Tennessee, USC, UW at Toledo, at USF, Boise, wow. at Utah State. I mean, wow, that none of those games are easy. Very tough. I I was I I like them next year as a team cuz Yeah. But I don't know. That that That's a tough schedule. It is. Off topic, but <laughs> yeah. You know, it's okay. Uh okay, what's our next question? All right, so our next question is from uh, at @CE Hildebrand. And he asks, how long until Urban Meyer is the head coach at USC? All right. A lot of USC talk here early. Yeah. I, I, w- I would say I like it, but it's generally not positive. Um, so for me, the more time that has passed since since Urban Meyer retired, the more I think he will get back into coaching at some point. I just I think he'll get that itch. And He's still, still a young guy. Yeah, still young. He's 54, I think. And it was sort of a special circumstance, of course, this year that this past year that that made him step down in the first place. So yeah, obviously the two most likely destinations are Notre Dame and USC. And yeah, it wouldn't shock me if in, I don't know, three or four years he was, he was at SC. I think timing wise, things would have to work out. Like, like if Clay Helton gets fired this year, 
that seems a little too quick. soon. Yeah, it's maybe. too soon. So yeah, it's too soon. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, he's going to be working for Fox this year. They're based in L.A., so that might me- lead him mm-hmm. to to kind of want to. He'll already maybe be living out west at least for part of the year. That's a good point. Uh, but but like you said, Michael, the timing might not work, and the timing might be better with a Notre Dame because Brian Kelly isn't going to leave in the near term, um, mm-hmm. or at least in the very near term. So it could potentially work out that Notre Dame would be the one, but who knows. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think he probably will eventually get back into it. And you're right. It's just on timing. But I mean, maybe it would be better uh, at a crosstown rival over U- uh, UCLA, maybe in a couple of years after Chip Kelly's failed experiment. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, yeah. that's very <laughs> bearish on Chip Kelly, Ryan. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, well, what if Chip Kelly does have success? Do you actually envision him staying there? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Why not? I, I'm not sure if the NFL. I don't think NFL teams are going to be itching to to hire him. So, nah, yeah. So you're probably right. All right, our next question comes from Z Dunbar. Which conference is set to be top to bottom the best this upcoming season? I mean, I wish I could say anything but the SEC, but I can't. It's going to be the SEC, <laughs> and you know, I think the bottom of the conference. Of the SEC will actually get better. You had Arkansas and Tennessee at the bottom last year, and it's hard not to see both of those teams improving. Uh, Vanderbilt made a bowl game last year, and so they've been doing fine. But then you got, you know, Bama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, A&M. It's just, they're stacked, so they're going to be the best top to bottom. But it's really a question of who's number two in my mind. And so I'd have to give the edge to the Big Ten as far as who's number two, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this year, even more so than in previous years, it feels like the answer is, is so clearly the SEC. Um, yep. All those teams you listed, Ryan, wouldn't be surprising if they were in a New Year's Six Bowl. You add on, I don't know if you said Auburn or Mississippi State in there. You can tack them on in there. I didn't. Missouri I didn't. should be pretty good. I know they, I, exactly. they're not bowl eligible. South Carolina is always decent. I mean, I know. it is very, very deep and good. Um I'll just, just for the sake of throwing out another conference, I'd say they certainly don't have an argument, but the Big 12 has a lot of potentially pretty good teams or a lot of teams you could talk yourself into. Really, the only definitely bad team is Kansas. Yeah. Um, but just at the top, I mean, the you know, Big 12 and the Big 10 are clearly two and three. I mean, there's between the Pac 12 and ACC, I mean, they were heavily down. ACC is pretty, the coastal is pretty brutal right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I, I think I agree it's the SEC, but I wasn't, I didn't think it was a clear runaway. I think the Big Ten's pretty good. The The problem with the Big Ten is obviously the very bottom when you got Rutgers, Illinois, and Indiana and schools like that. SEC is clearly, not, maybe not clearly, but they're they're definitely a, a notch ahead. And you did mention Tennessee, Ryan. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like coming around on Tennessee. It might not be this year, but I think they're, they have some hope in the next yeah. two years. I mean, they, you know, they I I see, think they'll go bowling this year, and then who knows after that they could take a few steps forward and compete in the East. And I think going back to the Big Ten, their their path to I guess having an argument is yeah, it's just looking at every team in the best possible light. So obviously Ohio State and Michigan that they're legit potential top five teams. Right. Penn State, they've got the talent to be a top ten team, and then you just need you need Michigan State to bounce back, you need Wisconsin to bounce back, Nebraska to of course you know, make their rise. So yeah, I guess you could talk yourself into it. It could happen. Yeah. Iowa, Northwest, but yeah, I get it. All right. Uh, 
Oh, he had another question, Trey? Oh, yeah. And, and part two was, will the Big 12 ever expand? And if so, which schools make the most sense? Okay, so I would bet on them expanding, you know, sometime in the next, I don't know if it's the next 10 years or 15 or whatever. But when you've only got 10 teams and all the other conferences have, you know, 12 to 14, I, I would just predict expansion. And I think what makes sense is two schools from the American and probably... I'm going to go UCF and USF just to kind of expand their footprint out into Florida. Wow, and that'd be kind of weird. It would be weird. and But the, the, the big thing is the AAC, so they just signed that billion-dollar TV rights deal with ESPN, but there was no grant of rights in there. So that basically just leaves the door open for those two schools or anyone else in the conference to go ahead and leave and join another conference without you know, penalty basically. Right. Well, yeah. And the, the UCF and USF have been kind of rumored over the years to, to join the big 12 and especially more recently UCF with them, uh, you know, being left out of the playoff. And then even we can see that their basketball is no slouch either. So that would help the conference of the big 12. I would also expand it Poor AAC. They're just going to get cherry picked. But uh, if you wanted to throw two others, Houston, they're, they're a Texas program that would make sense and Mm -hmm. then um and then maybe even a cincinnati yeah that was the school i was thinking try just because to give west virginia a little bit of a rival in that conference that would kind of make sense so yeah but if you look in west from the it doesn't really make sense you know now that colorado and utah are in the pac-12 it's like who are you going to take from the west i mean it's yeah you could try to take arizona and arizona state yeah but i mean why would they leave the pac-12 i mean well, yeah, they wouldn't. The only I think the only school out there is Boise, and it's whether or not they'd they'd want to do that. So maybe some other program comes up, like a Colorado State or something. But I don't, yeah, yeah, not n- nothing really. So you guys had some good points. Um, all right, so moving on to the next question here, we had a question from at Gamecock coverage on Instagram. Um, which college football programs don't get the credit that they deserve? Oh, this one, a few came to mind. Um, you guys all know I'm pretty high on, on TCU. Obviously, they had a, a rough, rough year this past year and maybe even two of the last three. But, but over the course of the years, in particular, Gary Patterson's tenure there, they've endured multiple conference changes. They continue to be, um, competitive in those conferences, if not winning them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they have a smaller undergrad population compared to those other high high profile texas schools so tcu and then the other one that um that kind of came to mind is is marshall Ah, now marshall that doesn't come off the tip of your tongue but they've won eight or more games in five of the last six years including they had a 13 and one year a few years back so doc holiday has he's done great there but they don't really talk about him yeah, Marshall. I li- I really like the Marshall one. That's good. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be underrated or you know not given enough credit when you're in a Power Five conference. But at TCU, if you were to choose one, that that might be it. Uh, so I went with San Diego State. And oh man, so those they haven't are, had. Wow. Any- you guys took both of mine. <laughs> I took both. We took. Both. <laughs> I had All TCU right, well. and San Diego State, and you guys took them both. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Son of a gun. I'll give you. I'll give you one to talk about after the after Michael. Man. Um, so, so yeah, San Diego state, Ryan, what, what reasons do you have there? Well, I mean, since 2010, you know, starting with Brady Hoax last year, they've won at least seven games every year and really I've averaged 
almost nine a year. So that's they've been on fire, and yeah. it's been almost a decade of just consistent winning. And that's for San Diego State. I mean, that's that's hard to do. Yeah, and they've got two Mountain West titles in there too in 2015, 2016. So All right, it's it's been impressive there. Uh, another one I I had was uh, Temple. Temple. They were growing up. They were Horrible. seemingly always the worst team in college football, or at least close to it but the last 10 years it's been eight nine ten wins you know kind of half for most of the seasons yeah that's true um i got i got two more one in a power five utah um i like yep. kyle whittingham yep. done well they seem to overachieve and then also troy uh they always play the big boys tough you got you know nebraska and lsu over the last couple of years and and they they're always in the hunt in the Sun Belt. so yeah that's a good one you could, I could throw in Northern Illinois just because they're always, they always seem to be pretty solid at the top of that conference. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. Um, okay. Well, before we get to some more questions, I have a top five list for you guys. And I actually, I made two lists. So I'm going to let you guys, I'll give you the category and you get to choose which one I say right now and which one we post on on instagram we'll post it as an instagram story okay uh, and that's at college football bros sounds good how do you like this marketing guys that's a that's a good teaser yes thank you okay so one is it was inspired by an article on 24 7 sports and it is my top five best quarterback running back wide receiver combos mm-hmm. for 2019 and then the second option you guys have is inspired by a thread on the college football subreddit and it's the top five living celebrities who played fbs college football yeah but i like yeah, that that's pretty unique that one seems pretty interesting all right second one do the celebrities okay all right we'll do the second one so be sure follow us on instagram at college football bros to get my my top five quarterback running back wide receiver combos uh but here's here's the top five living celebrities who played college football Number five is Joel McHale oh. from the TV show Community. Wow, really? Uh, do you guys know where he played? Nope. Uh, UW? He did, UW. He was a walk-on tight end. Very good. Number four is Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed and Rocky, of course. Also, we, we might know him better as Chubbs Peterson and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and uh, he played defensive end at San Diego State. Oh, wow. Wow. Under, do you know what coach? I was a future Chargers coach. Um, he was had an innovative offense. It was uh, Air Coriel, Don Coriel. Oh, Don, uh, of course. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. There you go. Number three is a singer named Sam Hunt. I'm sure you guys, Trey, you're probably aware I know, of him. I know Sam Hunt yeah, very well, but, but who, I didn't know he played. He started at quarterback for UAB in 2007. Wow. wow. Yeah. He was he was terrible. He had 10 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, under 50% completions, but the starting quarterback. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Not bad. Number 2 is Mark Harmon, the the star of NCIS and going UCLA. back UCLA longer ago. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Played quarterback for UCLA. Wow. In the uh, in the early seventies, and he actually beat the two time defending national champion Nebraska Cornhuskers in the first game of nineteen seventy two. Wow! Wow! Number one, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> yeah, played D line at the U, had seventy seven career tackles, so not bad, and he was on their nineteen ninety one national championship team. But he didn't play that year. 
But he was there, Ryan. He, but he was there. He was there. <laughs> uh, did he not play that year at all? I, well, I mean, I just know that he played in the 94, 94, 95 team, you know, and Nebraska played him down there in Miami for the Orange Bowl. So I was assuming he might have been like a true freshman in 91. And Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, probably didn't play. All right. Well, some honorable mentions here. Uh, Terry Crews, the Old Spice guy. Yeah. Played at Western Michigan. Uh, played a little bit in the NFL as well as oh. a D-lineman slash linebacker. Jim Gaffigan walked on as an O-lineman at Purdue. Are you serious? Yes. What? There's a picture of him online. I mean, he got wow. skinny for when I first knew him, you know, like as a comedian. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Kevin Plank, founder of Under Armour, walked on at Maryland as a fullback. Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty actually started over Terry Bradshaw, quarterback at Louisiana Tech. Wow. Wow. And then two politicians. You got Senator Cory Booker, played tight end at Stanford. And then uh, acting attorney general a few months ago, Matt Whitaker, Whitaker uh, played tight end at Iowa, where he was an academic All-American. Seems like tight ends are always smart. Yeah. Well, he was an academic All-American, according to him. But Well, you know. <laughs> that's, that's all that counts. He's I done guess. all right for himself since. He has. He has. Uh, okay. Are we ready for some off-topic questions? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Bring it. Trey, you bring it. <laughs> all right, I'll bring it first. <laughs> okay. We've got one from Zach at Zayfabe. Should Fanny Packs make a comeback? Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that they should make a comeback, and they kind of already are. I looked it up. Lululemon is, is selling Fanny Packs. Well, that's, so if they're wow. selling them. I didn't didn't know that. They must they must be making a comeback. And I feel like it, it's a much better alternative to carrying a purse, right? You know, you don't have to have it as a guy, yeah, hanging on your arm or even hold it. So, why not? Well, yeah, this it's an easy answer. It's a it's a yes. I mean, sometimes you got a lot of things to carry, you know? And I mean, you, you got your phone, you got your keys, wallet. If you're going out, maybe you want to bring some sunscreen, a little chapstick, who knows. Michael mm-hmm. carries a lot of stuff in his I know around in his pocket, but I do. I mean, it could be a lot of different things. Sometimes it's just too much to put in your pockets. So let's get a fanny pack going. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no. I'm, wow. I'm disagreeing. I, they can be practical if you're if you're traveling or or for <laughs> girls, but I don't. I just don't think that guys. I don't think guys should be rocking them on a daily basis. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, who do you trust, Zach? It just comes down to who <laughs> yeah. you trust. All right. Our next question comes from at CE Hildebrand, and he says, which college football coach would survive the longest in the Game of Thrones universe? Uh, all right. So neither of you guys watch Game of Thrones, right? No, I watched a little bit. I think I watched like the first whole season. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprising. I haven't watched it for, I don't know, quite a while, but. I watch a little bit at least. Okay, so a little no, bit. I I haven't. And Trey hasn't. Okay, I I do watch it. I watch it, you know, every week with with my girlfriend Sarah. But she's really, you know, knows a little bit more about it than me. So I pass this question off to her. Uh, so let's let's bring Sarah into the podcast. She hasn't left you yet, Mike. No, not, not no, not <laughs> yet. Got a little worried there, Mike. <laughs> any day now, I'm sure. Any day now. All right. So guys, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna give Sarah the headphones, the mic. So all right. See you guys later. I'm being replaced. Good. Hi. Hello, Sarah. Hey. <laughs> Great to have you on. 
Thank you. The better half. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm no Game of Thrones expert, but I'll give this a shot. Okay. Um, I thought I would start with Dabo Sweeney, who I see as more of a Ned Stark figure. Um, He's got a solid backstory. Everyone likes him, which means he probably will die pretty early on. Yeah, get his head chopped off. Yeah. So sorry, Dabo. (laughs) Hey, I actually had him as my my top coach actually too. So boom. What do you know? Well, and then I also have Jim Harbaugh. So he's got a father who was a head coach. His brother is a head coach, which you'd think it'd be a good thing to be having family around you. Um, but in Game of Thrones, just like the Baratheons and the Lannisters, uh, sibling rivalry can be a bad thing. So that's a no for Jim. Yeah, I can see him being a Joffrey. <laughs> a little spoiled. Yeah. Um, then we have Les Miles. So I kind of feel like he's a little bit of a Hodor. Uh, maybe not the brightest, eating grass, making questionable <laughs> coaching decisions. Um, but everyone loves him. He's a little simple. Um, but unfortunately, that's just not enough to survive. No, that's a good one. Yeah. That's true. Um, then we have the High Sparrow Hugh Freeze of Liberty. Um, <laughs> he tries to project himself as a as a good, righteous person, but we all really know he's evil. So <laughs> I think someone's going to kill him. I don't think he would make it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, then we have Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he had a lot of success in Florida State. He won a championship. Um, but then when things started looking bad, he immediately jumped ship and went to A&M. <laughs> so I think he's a little bit like a Littlefinger or a Varys, maybe trying to latch on to whoever's going up and whoever can help him get ahead. Wow. Um, this... So I think he'd be around for a while, but I don't think that he would survive for the long haul. I didn't realize how much college football coaches were like the Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> Um, Then we have uh, Nick Saban. So I could see him kind of like a Tywin Lannister. Um, You know, Alabama is crimson. The Lannister color is crimson. So that fits. Uh, But when you're on top for so long, you make a lot of enemies. So I would say not Nick Saban. I would have to agree with that one for sure. So, wow. Very nice. (laughs) Very nice. And then ultimately, um, the last person that we have uh, is Bill Clark of UAB. So, for starters, their symbol is a dragon. Yes. Um, And like the Targaryens, the UAB's football program disappeared for two years. Uh, Then the program was revived, and he led them to immediate success. So, I'm going to go with Bill Clark, and I'm going to think that he's going to survive the longest. Wow. That well thought out here, Sarah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds great. (laughs) Job well done. Thank you. She did better than Michael would have, that's for sure. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll give you back to Michael. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, man. I literally. Bye, Sarah. Um, I could not hear what you guys were saying, so I hope it was all good things about me, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to replace me with Sarah? No. Okay. She's just better than you, that's all. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, she'll leave me soon, so <laughs> yeah, you got to <laughs> stick with me. Uh, okay. Well, thanks, Sarah. I could hear Sarah. That was awesome. That was That was a great answer. No, it was. That's what we were saying. It was just, she was crushing it. I mean put a lot of thought into that it was actually really good yeah she did she did okay well next question from at ce hildebrand 
He says, since we're in the middle of March Madness, which college football players would you pick to win a three-on-three basketball tournament? So I thought for this one, maybe each of us would come up with a couple guys. That'd be enough for a for a three-on-three game. Yeah, to pair up with with each other. So, all right. Um, my first pick, I would have to take. Uh, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. just because, based off of that video of him playing hoops, it uh, it seems like he'd be he gets more fired up playing pickup basketball than he does college football. A little, so. little bit of a punk on the basketball court. Yeah, <laughs> he'll bring some passion, some energy, some fire out there. If you didn't see that video, he. What was it? The guy basically just set a screen on him. It wasn't even that aggressive. Of yeah, a, like a full court screen, like way on the other side of the court. Well, and, Trevor Lawrence was full court pressing. If you're full court pressing. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So it's like it's, the guy didn't like head hunt. He just stood there and, you know, blocked him. But no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Not a huge deal. But yeah, Lawrence didn't like it. Anyways, he's my first guy. My second, I'm going to go with uh, actually another Clemson player, Justin Ross. Ooh. I think he would be awesome. I actually I watched a little bit of his uh, basketball clips from high school on YouTube. So smooth. I mean, that kid, he could have played D1 basketball easy if he wanted to. So, And he actually, he almost quit football I was when I was looking this up. He almost quit football to just to stay uh, play basketball. So I think he'd be awesome. Okay. All right. So my first guy, Ryan, you, you, you stole Trevor Lawrence from me, I, but I that's okay. I've got... I've got others. First one, AJ Epinesa, oh, defensive yeah. end from Iowa. He's six five, super athletic. He'd be a dominant force around the rim, both offensively and defensively. You know, he had a bunch of pass deflections, so he'd, he'd definitely lead my team in, in shots blocked. He gets a bunch of sacks on the field, so he's going to attack the boards and lead the team in rebounds. Yeah. The other guy. The other guy is is Sam Ellinger. And wow. he doesn't he doesn't intimidate you with his athletic prowess, but my my comparison for Sam Ellinger is Aaron Kraft at Ohio State back in the day. Like he just <laughs> he's gonna get the job done. He's tough. It feels like he was there forever. Yeah. So so I'm All gonna right. say Sam Ellinger. If we could go back to former former uh, players, Greg Paulus, he'd be a Greg, good that's one. True, oh, sure, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I I also have a Clemson player, Clemson receiver Ryan, but it's T Higgins. He, oh, wow. he actually had offers from Louisville, Tennessee, and Auburn for basketball coming out of high school. So, yeah, he was a legit basketball athletic recruit. team over there. Yeah. And then that's why their intramural team is so freaking good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, the other guy I have is Chase Claypool for Notre Dame, Notre Dame receiver. He put up 48 points a game in his senior season of, of high school. That must have been Jesus. a pretty low level. Yeah, it, basketball. Ha- it had to have been. He, I think he was. I think he's from Canada. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Doesn't matter, but kind of does. Well, forty eight in any. <laughs> I know that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Not much resistance, but that's crazy. I thought about Daniel Falala, the six nine four hundred pounder for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I thought about him too. Yeah, the Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's too slow. He could be the. Uh, uh, who's the UCF? Tackle Taco fall. fall. Taco Fall, yeah. Too soon. Too soon on Taco Fall. I know. Oh, what a game. What a game. Yeah. Brutal. All right, moving on to our next one here. We have, uh, this question is from at Brody Hall 10, and he asks, can you wear socks with Sperry's? It's, well, you need to you need to put in parentheses, he says, I need to know, <laughs> which I really liked. Oh, I really no, liked no, that part sorry, of the question. Sorry, forgot that part. It's very important. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> I guess the answer with these fashion questions with this, you know, same thing going back to the uh, fanny pack 
is if you're comfortable wearing it, you know, and you don't care about other people judging you, then go for it. But uh, my answer here is with shorts, I feel like it's a bad look. If you're wearing shorts, socks, and Sperry's, that is difficult to pull off. But if you're wearing jeans or long pants, then, you know, as long as you have like a nice looking sock, maybe a, a nice pattern, good colors, then I'm okay with it. Yep. No, I, I 100% agree. No go with shorts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it if you do wear them when you with pants, the socks can't be those athletic socks. They've got to be the nice, fancy, you know, dress yeah. socks. The, the 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 pattern. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Trey, do you have a pair of Sperry's? Oh yeah. Yeah, you seem like a guy that would have a pair of Sperry's. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I, it was a positive thing. Who said you inferred uh-huh. it negatively? Uh-huh. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's funny. I completely, I said the same thing. It's, it's a, you know, as you guys, okay. shorts, no pants. Yes. All right. We so. have unanimous agreement. Clear answer. All right. The next one is from our favorite host, Sarah at CFB underscore Sarah. If you could be a pro athlete in any sport, what would it be? Wow. For me, I think I'd have to say basketball. I mean, those guys, they get paid so much comparatively to other sports. And it's not a dangerous sport like football. I mean, you're you're definitely going to have some joint pain when you get older, but you know, you're still going to have your brain. You're still going to be able to think and stuff. So you'll be fine there. And plus basketball players are the easiest to market. You know, they have their personalities show more, you see their faces. So you can make even more money on endorsements. And, you know, I love basketball, so it kind of makes sense for me, but Unfortunately, I was just about eh, maybe 15 inches too short to have a shot. (laughs) So close. So close. (laughs) close. We were having a debate the other day, Ryan, whether whether Ryan could uh, beat Andre Iguodala Iguodala in a three-point shooting contest. Ryan thinks he can. 100%. (laughs) All right, let us know if you think right. I mean, I guess, (laughs) what's your best shooting accomplishment? I mean, if it's no defense, no, no, you know, it's not, nobody standing in front of us, just two guys in a gym shooting. I'm confident I could could handle my own. Wow, NBA threes. All right, Ryan. What's your what's your uh, your best shooting accomplishment? Uh, well, I thirty three consecutive three pointers in a row. It's pretty good. One hundred and eleven consecutive free throws in a row. Wow, that's pretty good. And the yeah, thirty three so. threes. You weren't just like no. You know what's funny is that happened in high school before I actually I got much better at shooting after. But in high school, yeah, thirty three in a row, and it was like uh, it wasn't like okay, I shoot, pick up another ball, shoot. It was mm-hmm. during like a drill where it was like a three-man passing drill. So you had to dribble, pass to the guy on the wing. The guy shoots it. Another guy rebounds, blah, blah, blah. So it was like about 15 seconds between each shot. So it wasn't just like boom, boom, boom. But yeah. The glory days. The glory days. The glory days, yeah. All right. my I would want to be a golfer. And I don't really like golf all that much, but... <laughs> you're really making a compelling I just think argument it's the, there. <laughs> it's, I know. Well, but it's the best mix of making a ton of money. And for me, I would rather not be all that famous. So like, I want to be like the 20th best golfer in the world. So, you know, pretty much no one would recognize you walking yep. around the streets, but yep. you're making like 5 million a year. Well, and the other like side Web of Simpson. That. I want to be Webb Simpson. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I said you know, a pro athlete in, in golf or tennis because you get to travel to resorts, nice weather areas. You're playing outside for a few hours each day. Obviously not high impact sports. So yeah, there you go. And you're, since you're an individual sport, you could just take two months off if you feel like it. Yeah, exactly. It's not a full, it doesn't have to be a full year thing. All right. Now 
Sarah also asked, she went a little different route. What is your nastiest guilty pleasure snack? Hmm. I mean, I, I'm not much of a snacker. I like to eat my meals and then nothing much in between, but. Yeah, one episode you said you didn't eat fast yeah, food. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you set me up so much. I set you up by. You set me up. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Now, it's, I had a, I had a slip up. I really did. It's like the only <laughs> time in the last couple of years that I had a late night, a late night meal. Late night fast, fast food, food meal? Yeah. All right. Um, I tell you what, I ain't doing it again. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll see about <laughs> I ain't that. I'm going to do it again. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. For the snack, though, for me, it's just popcorn with a Coke. Uh, that's, to me, that's like the, my favorite snack. It's mm-hmm. so good. I never get tired of it. I can have it like almost every day, which I don't. But if I did, oh, it's so good. <laughs> if you live in the life. Well, I did for a while when I was young. You know, you yeah. could eat a lot then, but not now. All right. So the nastiest one for me is uh, Oreo cookie shake from Jack in the Box. It that is pretty nasty. It's the thickest shake in the world. <laughs> like you, it is low key thick, and uh, it's like a thousand calories. So, so that's a bad yeah. one. I also uh, I love Wetzel's pretzels. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, you get the Wetzel bits, Ryan. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Every so, time I go to the mall, it's like, oh, it's torture because I just I'm not gonna get them. I can't do it. But I know, I and I live I live right next to the mall, so it's it's tempting. Oh, um, brutal. I tried to look up the nutrition, the like the nutrition info for uh for them. They're it's very difficult to find. Like I couldn't find it online, and so I DM'd Wetzel's Pretzels Twitter account. <laughs> I was wow. like, can you give me the uh, nutritional info on the the Wetzel bits? And uh, and they're like, yeah, let me let me to get say. to that. <laughs> What's that? I kind of don't want you to tell me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you because they said, yeah, let me get to that. And then like a few hours later, they were like, you can find that information at your local Wetzel's Pretzels. Oh, wow. So they wouldn't even tell me. <laughs> wow. That is it's concerning that much, to me. It's bread. <laughs> it's concerning that they- It's bread and a little butter and salt. It's, I mean, wow. I don't know. What what other secret stuff don't we know about in there? I don't know. Wow. Man. All right. Uh, mine is just simply lemon Oreos. I really I don't think they're mm. I love them. I just I've gone through sleeves and sleeves of them. Wow. <laughs> you're you're a, a cookie cracker guy. Like you you were always a nutter butter. Nutter oh, butter oh, guy. I love nutter cookie, butters. Cookie nutter butters, EL fudge, mm-hmm. lemon Oreos. Yeah, I'm a cookie. You went through a graham guy. What a graham cracker phase or what were those things? Um Teddy Grahams? Didn't you? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right, next question, uh, still food-related, comes from Ty at Traw15 underscore. He says, Qdoba or Chipotle? The world needs this answer. All right, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one, but I've never been to Qdoba. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thanks you know, for volunteering they, to go first. Well, because they just put one in, because there's not a lot around here. Do you guys, like, where are they? No, there aren't. Yeah, there's, a, there's one in the airport here, but no, there's, uh, I've, I've had it. I can talk to it. There's also one in Kearney Mesa. I didn't realize we yeah, had it, we had one so close. It, it's a big it's a big uh, you know country debate. But personally, I'm Chipotle, and not just because we have that more more often here. But um, the Qdoba, I just I wasn't as big of a fan of their ingredients as I was the I compared burrito versus burrito, and I was I was pro Chipotle. Yeah, I've only been to Qdoba once, but I agree with you, Trey. I they just put one in. Like, honestly, I think it just opened like a week ago in uh, the mall that's right next to me. So I'm going to try it now. 
All right. Well, when you do, we got to tweet it out from at CFP Bros. All right. I'll I'll take a photo of myself eating it too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do you guys know where Qdoba's headquarters are? I'm gonna guess St. Louis, Missouri. I I know this. Okay. It's is it? It's not Denver because that's is that Chipotle? That's it's, that's Chipotle. It's not Denver. Is it Seattle? It is San Diego. What? Whoa. Oh, it's <laughs> Jack in the Box. It's Jack in the yeah, Box. Ja- yeah, okay, that's right. So Jack in the Box kind of owns it now? I think Jack in the Box owns them, and Jack in the Box is in San Diego. Okay, but maybe they started in Denver, Qdoba. I'm not sure. I think Chipotle started in Denver, but maybe oh, okay. they... I don't know. Yeah, Chipotle We're not did. very good at our, our, our facts, Chipotle facts, but... All right, well, I guess the world got the answer of Chipotle. I eat Chipotle far too often <laughs> yeah oh when he asked this question i had actually just finished chipotle, <laughs> I, had chipotle for, I had chipotle for lunch today so did you I, you know i had it twice yesterday <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> well actually it's sunday i had it twice on you sunday. had it twice on sunday i did yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I did. wow well, I had that's it for like lunch, that jim gaffigan then, joke yeah it when is. he's in church all he's thinking is like did i eat at wendy's twice yesterday <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous i mean i don't really get tired of it but i had it for lunch and then my wife's like oh uh, for dinner i was like oh i i want to get chipotle which she never wants so i'm like well if you <laughs> want chipotle i'm not gonna say no so here we go all right final question are we ready for the final question please yeah it is from at the real neom he says what is your favorite time of the year for sports is it march madness late october bowl season what do you guys think? So I love March Madness, and I'm not just saying it because we're in the thick of it now. But to me, there is nothing better than a college football Saturday. Yeah, that's kind of my answer. Any college football, so pretty much the whole fall, the bowl season, it doesn't do a whole lot for me, mainly because of the fact that it's signaling the end of the year, and some of the games just aren't intriguing to me. But but when you wake up on a Saturday morning and you have a full Saturday slate, especially those good ones that you know are coming, that those are what I live for. I agree. I that's why I'm going like early September, early September. When oh, there you go. Wow. First starting out, but yeah, anytime, any part of the college football season, really. Yeah. M- mine would be. I- I'm going to go more specific. I'm going to say mid to late November because that's when you know you still got those huge college football Saturdays, plenty of big games to you know rivalry games. Uh, but then it's the start of college basketball season, and you get those early season tournaments like Maui and the Bahamas. And I love college basketball, so you get the best of both worlds at that time. So, and then it's the beginning of the holiday season. You got Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up. Yeah, thanks. Thanksgiving weekend is really good for sports in general. Yeah, it's awesome. Best time. All right, that'll do it for our mailbag. Thanks again for all the questions. Another reminder. If you enjoy the show, please help us out and call the voicemail line this week and pitch us on your idea to improve college football. So once again, that phone number, 260-CFB-BROS. So that's 260-232-2767. And then another thing before we go, I just want to bring up a couple bits of news that we didn't get to. Uh, Tate Martell was ruled immediately eligible. So good news for Miami there. Just, and then, just rule el- eligible everybody. Like it's just, why, it's not <laughs> I know, even worth it anymore. It's that's why I kind of glossed over it because I think we all expected it to happen. Yeah, exactly. And then some bad news for Clemson. Uh, Amari Rogers, their wide receiver and and punt returner, went down with a torn ACL. So he's uh, out for the year. Yeah, he's going to be out. And uh, 
I mean, that's the one position that Clemson is probably deepest at. So, you yeah, know, you got Justin Ross and T. Higgins, but s- still a big loss. Yeah, and sucks for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So that'll do it. Uh, enjoy the second weekend of March Madness, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.